Good morning, everybody. Go ahead and open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6 and get something that you can take notes with this morning. Anybody remember Olivia James? The beloved Olivia James. She's moved on to Antioch, Fort Worth. And so she designed this sweatshirt. So this is a nod to Olivia this morning for the World Mandate Conference. So if you have her number, text her and say hi or something. All right, we are continuing our series this morning that we're doing throughout this Lenten season called Union, Communion, and Partnership as we are talking about the Lord's Prayer and talking about experiencing union with God, communion with God, and partnership with God in the place of prayer. And this whole season, as we have corporate prayer times happening, as we are fasting and abstaining, our heart is just, God, we want to pray more. So teach us. (laughs) Teach us how to pray more. So we figure, why not go straight to where Jesus taught us how to pray in the Lord's Prayer? Uh, We are doing week three this week. So would you stand up for the reading of the Word of God? This week we are talking about the phrase in the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray... Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, our father in heaven, Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let's pray together. Lord, we do love you and we remember you this morning. We thank you for this opportunity to be together to worship, to take communion, to hear your word, to testify to you. Lord, I pray that every single one of us would be prepared by the power of the Holy Spirit to hear from you in these moments. Thank you for your living and active word that you would speak to every single one of us, Lord Jesus. Like I shared before, Lord, my prayer in this whole these whole weeks together is just, I'm, I'm asking, Lord, that we would see you and we would hear you knocking on the door to the secret place and inviting us in inviting us in to union with you, communion with you, partnership with you. Lord, I I can't preach that. None of us can just hear that. That's not a lesson to learn, Lord. We are asking for revelation by the Holy Spirit. We want to come in and 
pray more in this season. We want to build that secret world with you and, have, and be built by you. We want to know you, Lord Jesus. So would you come and move us towards you by your grace and by your power? Lord, I thank you for every person that's in this room. Thank you so much for everything that's going on, all the different things. So many highs and so many lows. So many thoughts. So many preferences and personalities and opinions. So many things going on. And so many gifts, Lord. I thank you that we need each other. And I thank you most of all that we are here united under one name. And we do pray for unity in the bond of the Spirit, Lord Jesus. That you would bind us together in the Holy Spirit. Not, don't bind us together in anything that is of us or for us or towards us. We want to be brought together and unified in you and to you and through you and for you in all things. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. I have been uh, personally putting the Lord's Prayer to the test since about mid-July last year. And my own time with the Lord, I had been kind of doing, you know, seasons change in your time with the Lord. Sometimes uh, one thing's great for a little while, and then seasons change. And it's like, oh, okay, Lord, what's, what do we do now? What do we do kind of in this season to connect in the morning? I'm getting one nod. Anybody know how that kind of comes and goes? Okay, thank you. <laughs> And, <laughs> oh, that's just me. I should be doing something different then. <laughs> so about mid-July last year, I just thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I've never really spent time in the Lord's Prayer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this to the test. Does this 52-word prayer, you know, depending on how you write it, does it really work? Does it really work for everything? Like, does it work? And what are the boundaries? Surely there's limits to this thing. It's so short. Surely repeating this thing gets old at some point. But what we've been talking about is that this isn't just 52 words telling us what to pray. It's an outline of how to pray. Jesus is teaching us how to pray. And uh, this shouldn't be surprising, but so far I have found personally it does work. It really does work. And I, I personally have not yet found the boundaries of the Lord's Prayer. I haven't, I haven't been able to get outside of it yet. I haven't found yet the prayer that I needed to pray that didn't find its foundation and substance in the Lord's Prayer. I haven't come across that prayer yet personally. I've been trying hard. This really is the perfect prayer. It is taught to us by the perfect prayer who was the perfect man, who is the perfect God, and the reality of that is not something that we can afford to just gloss over or write off or move on from. You know, you need to pray more, right? Yeah, I know. I need to pray more. I should pray. I, I should, you should pray more. You need to pray more. You should pray more. You have to pray more. And you know, prayer in many ways is most of the time one of the most difficult things that you can try to set yourself to do. You're allowed to say amen to that in church. <laughs> On one hand, you have your new self, born again in the Holy Spirit. Somebody said, praise the Lord. 
You have your new self longing for union with God, longing for communion with God, longing for partnership with God. But on the other hand, you kind of have this old man nagging you from the grave, distracting you with the things of the world and of the flesh, discouragements from the enemy that hates you and wants to steal from you and kill you and destroy you, who wants to make sure you have no inner world of substance to speak of. Asking you these questions. Do you even really know how to pray? What do you say? What should you say? Do you even hear God? Can you even hear God? Does God even hear you? My brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus, co-heirs of the kingdom of God with the Lord Jesus, and comrades on this sojourn through this earth as we move towards a heavenly city, whose builder and founder is God. Let us humble ourselves together and come to the Lord Jesus. Let us come to the Lord Jesus to be his disciples. Let us humble ourselves and sit together at the feet of our master and our teacher and learn from him how to pray. We do not need to join together in this season. We don't need to join together with this prayer and petition him that he might teach us to pray. He already has. Let us come together. Let us come together and learn from him. All we need to do is truly come. Come to the Lord Jesus and learn to pray. He has taught us in this prayer so far in these last few weeks that we don't need to search for motivation to pray by becoming more weighed down with obligation. And he has taught us that we cannot be motivated to pray by being celebrated by others. Instead, the Lord Jesus invites us to find eternal motivation for the eternal act of prayer in the eternal reward of prayer. When you pray, it doesn't matter if anyone else hears you or what anyone else hears. You are promised that your Father both sees in secret and rewards in secret. The reward of prayer is not that you say the right phrases to get your genie God to build your world that you're dreaming of? Shout it out, eh, kids? <laughs> Somebody's shouting me down, Austin. <laughs> They're excited he's not a genie. <laughs> the reward of prayer is the Father in secret who builds up your inner world with eternal life, which is simply knowing him. The Lord Jesus, as we come to be taught to pray, teaches us that we don't need to search for ability to pray by imagining what God might want to hear and how he might want to hear it. Instead, the Lord Jesus teaches us that true prayer and the true prayer life finds its substance in the revelation of God. 
I'm telling you, your prayer life substance is not in how much time you can make it last and how fancy your words are. The Lord Jesus tells us the substance of our prayers, the substance of our prayer life is the revelation of God. The revelation of God. It's not something that we can give ourselves. It's not something that we can accomplish ourselves. It for darn sure isn't something we make up for ourselves. It is the gift of the incomprehensible God to make himself understandable to you. If you hear the word revelation in church, that, that's, what you, that's what it means. It doesn't mean that somebody thought real hard one day and they came up with beautiful words to say on a microphone so you could hear them and say, wow, that was moving. I got a revelation. Revelation. It is the act of an unknowable, incomprehensible, eternal, holy, other than us, God. Showing his unknowable self in such a way that he allows you to know him. That's what revelation is. The almighty God gracing you with understanding of who he really is. In this prayer, the Lord teaches us to pray Starting by being reminded of who God has revealed himself to be. He doesn't say replay all the things you think he might be. He doesn't even say replay all the things you might need him to be. The Lord teaches us to think on God as he really is. Think on God as he really is. Leave the imagination alone for a second and let revelation bring substance to your inner world. Let revelation bring substance to your prayer life. Think on God for who he really is. He is our father. He is our father. Nobody made that up because it sounded good. Nobody's telling you that to comfort you. God is showing himself to all of creation as he really is. And he really is our father. The father who sees in secret. He is the Father who rewards in secret. The Father who knows what you need before you even ask. And He is not just your Father. He is our Father. He is in heaven. He really does hold the whole world in His hands. He is eternal. He is all-knowing, all-powerful, all-understanding. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He is all of that, and he is that such, not, not just such that he's like longer than time. We talked about this last week, but God doesn't exist in time. Time exists in God. He is the beginning and the end in the sense that all of time is timelessly present for him. Which is just another way of saying he is holy. Holy, holy, holy. 
Holy is his name. He is completely unique in his glory. He is completely unique in his ability. He is completely unique in his character. He is completely unique in his being. He is not like anyone or anything. He is completely and totally and only himself. Holy is his name. The Lord Jesus invites us, pray like that. Father, our Father in heaven, holy is your name. When you pray like this, when you pray like this, you walk in union with, or this is who you walk in union with, this Father in heaven whose name is holy. This is the one with whom you commune in the place of prayer. This is the one with whom you partner in the place of prayer. Our Father in heaven, holy is his name. As we continue to learn from the Lord Jesus, he now teaches us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I know that you have heard this phrase and you've heard this prayer a zillion times, but please remember, this is Jesus teaching us to pray. And the reason that Jesus is teaching us to pray this way is because he prayed this way. John chapter 5, verse 19. So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, that the son does likewise. John chapter 12, verse 49. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the father who sent me has himself given me a commandment. What to say and what to speak. And at his darkest hour, as he faced the trailhead of the way of suffering. In Luke twenty two forty two, Jesus prays this, Father, Father, do you see it? Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Father, in heaven, one of the other gospels says, you can do anything. Take this cup from me. You are in heaven. Holy is your name. Anything is possible for you. Nonetheless, not my will, but yours be done. Prayed our Lord Jesus. These are not arbitrary words reserved for church buildings. These aren't empty words for rituals. Nobody came to Jesus and said, Jesus, teach us how to pray. So he straightened up and cleared his throat and put on a show and said, pray thus like this. Our Father. You want to know how to pray? Pray like me. Pray like this. And he beckons us, unify with him, the Lord Jesus, in the place of prayer. Commune with him here in the place of prayer. Take up his hand of partnership here in the place of pray. Pray like this because this is how Jesus prayed. Pray with him like this. 
You know you've received a revelation of the Father in heaven whose name is holy when your next words are your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the substance of every prayer, every response, every utterance, every reaction recorded in the Bible of any person or creature or angel or thing that got a glimpse of the throne of God. Every single time anything or anybody saw the throne of God, this was the response. Holy, 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 worthy, 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 forever, forever, forever. Oh my gosh. Bowing down, full surrender. It is just the response of a right revelation of God. And again, even Christ, as he's sweating blood and his soul is in agony as unto death, when he saw the Father in heaven, was comforted into full surrender. Comforted by the revelation of his Father into a full surrender, even at the cost of his life. We talked last week about how we can't let our familiarity with God make us lose a sense of his holiness. But we also talked about how that's not really a concern if we're actually getting a revelation of God and his holiness. No one and no thing that has ever seen him on his throne has ever responded by calling him homeboy. You don't need to try to be in awe when you see God. When you see God as holy, you just are in awe. Similarly, surrender in the kingdom of God. Surrender to the kingdom and the will of God cannot be sustained by duty or obligation. Listen to me. Surrender to the kingdom of God. Surrender to the will of God. It cannot be sustained simply by duty or obligation. Surrender must be sustained by revelation. Jesus told us that he came to reveal the Father, to to be himself the revelation of the Father. Now, of course, like in the Nicene Creed that we confess, he is the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father, before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made. Of course, that's who he is. And therefore, he revealed the Father because he was of one substance with the Father, and he was a man. He was a man And he revealed the Father to us because he knew the Father. He is God and he was God and so he knew God because he is God. So that's how he could reveal God. But he was also a man. He was also fully a man who knew God. Who knew the Father and was submitted to him by revelation by the Holy Spirit. Surrender in the kingdom of God must be sustained by revelation. Jesus did the will of the Father as a man because he knew our Father in heaven. Jesus says, when you pray, pray, your kingdom come. When you pray, your kingdom come, you you are, again, confessing. We talked last week, our Father in heaven, holy is your name. It's a confession. 
You're making that confession again. You're reminding yourself again. The Lord is introducing himself to you again. You are confessing, I believe. You are our Father. You are in heaven. Holy, holy, holy is your name. And now I confess, Lord, your kingdom come. I confess you are the eternal Father on the throne. Your kingdom is eternal. Let your eternal kingdom come. You are eternally on the throne. Nobody can come against you. That is the king that I want. That is the kingdom that I want. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come, eternal God. You're confessing the eternal kingdom of God. You're confessing and you're crying out for the temporal king of God, kingdom of God. Lord, you, you, you reign in all of eternity and you reign over all the nations of the earth. You are king of kings and you are Lord of lords. You are higher than all of the unrest in my life and anybody else's life. You are higher than every power on the nations of the earth. Like Psalm 2 says, what does Psalm 2 say? Why do the nations rage? And the people's plot in vain. Does this sound familiar? (laughs) Does this sound like the world you live in? The kings of the earth set themselves. And the rulers take counsel together. Is anybody living in that world? Against the Lord and against his anointed. Anybody living in that world? Saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. Lord, the rulers of the earth are setting themselves together against you, against your anointed, against the poor and the powerless, against the people that they're supposed to be responsible for. Lord, those, that is what's happening in the nations. But he who sits in the heavens laughs. He holds them in derision. Then he will, Lord, you will speak to them in your wrath. We confess your kingdom come. You will terrify them with your fury. Saying, as for me, I have a kingdom. I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. Lord, I believe your kingdom come. I believe your kingdom come. You're confessing the kingdom of God in your personal life. Lord, let your kingdom come in my life. You are my king. Come into every one of my situations. Come in all of my decisions today, Lord God. Come and rule my actions, O King Jesus. I come under your lordship. I lift you up as king on the throne of my life. Rule me today. Sanctify me today. Drive out the idols in my life and destroy them with military might, O King Jesus. Conquer my vices by your Holy Spirit and build me up in virtue. Tear down the strongholds that hold my mind on the things of the flesh, that they might be set on the things of the Spirit. Oh God, rule me today. I confess your kingdom. Make your kingdom alive in me today over my desires, over my ambitions, over my fears, over my insecurities, over my wants, over my haves, over everything, oh God, let the name of Jesus be lifted high. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your will be done. It's just a magnification, an expansion, a, a clarification, a continuation of your kingdom come. Oh God, your will be done. Your will be done. For the kingdom of God to come, the king must be able to do his will. Isn't that what happens in a kingdom? For the kingdom of God to come in my life, he must get his way in my life. 
For the kingdom of God to come, he must get his way in the nations. He must get his way in your business. He must get his way in your finances. He must get your way, his way in your parenting. He must get his way in your marriage. He must get his way in your asks, in your needs, in your wants. Lord, come have your way. Your will be done. Your will be done. In this conflict I'm about to have today, Lord, I thank you, especially with a brother or sister in Christ. You are our Father. You are in heaven. You, you knew everything before this drama. You know everything after it. And this is just tiny in the middle. Holy is your name. I thank you, God, that I carry your name, and so does my brother. Let us treat each other according to the name that we carry. Holy is your name. I will not offend you in your name in my brother today. Lord, your kingdom come. I've got a lot of opinions about this situation. And I see it all perfectly, I know. Your kingdom come. Lord, your kingdom come. Unite me and my brother for the kingdom of God. Unite me and my spouse for the kingdom of God in this parenting decision. Lord, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. We're disagreeing about this thing in the house. And, and husband's trying to lead and wife's trying to submit. But bring us under the kingdom, Lord. Lord, bring, bring, bring me into alignment with the kingdom that I might lead into the kingdom, into your kingdom, not my kingdom, oh God. Forgive me for every way I'm trying to lead into my kingdom in my house today. Set me towards your kingdom, oh God. Wives, lead him in your kingdom, oh God. Where he's missing it, bend him. Bend him, Lord. Bend him in the place of prayer. Your kingdom come, oh God. Your kingdom come in this decision that I have to make. But I don't see it. I don't know it all. I can't comprehend it all. But you are my Father in heaven. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come. I lay down my kingdom today. Convicted me of everything I'm doing to build my kingdom, Lord. Your kingdom come. Lord, your will be done. Your will be done. Rule my will today, Lord Jesus. I'm praying that your will would be done in my kids' lives today. That they would want your will, oh Lord Jesus. I'm praying that your will would be done in every decision that I make today. Reign me in close so that I don't make decisions just based on my own will. I, I want to line up with your will, oh God. Your will be done. Oh, let your will be done. It's the perfect prayer. It's the perfect prayer. On earth, on all the earth today, as it is in heaven. In, in my world today, as it is in heaven. In my inner world today, as it is in heaven. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. We can think about free will or predestination or God's sovereignty. What about all that sort of stuff? One of my heroes in the faith, his name's David Hogan. He says, my will, he, he's, he's from South Louisiana. He says, my will is to bow to the Holy Ghost. And I thought, that works for me. Lord, let that be my will today. I want my will, I want it to be my will to bow to the Holy Ghost. That's all, that's what I'm after today.
Jesus tells us, take up your cross and follow me. And again, those are not arbitrary words that he tells us. How, how do you know the cross that you are to bear? Well, on one hand, you have your will, right? On the other hand, you have God's will. And your cross is wherever God's will crosses your will. You know the friction point. When you find in your life where God's will crosses your will, you have found your cross. You have found your cross. When God says no, will you say no? Well, he doesn't need to treat me like a child. He does, because you're his child, because he is our father. When he says yes, do you say yes? When he says go, do you say go? When he says stop, do you say stop? When he says forgive, do you, do you forgive? When, when, when he says he wills something, do you bow your will to his? That's the daily life of taking up your cross. The only thing that can ever keep you from union and communion and partnership with God in his will is your will. No politician, no spouse, no child, no boss, no dollar amount, no circumstance can keep you out of union and communion and partnership with God when you will it. Let your will be union, communion, and partnership with God. A few weeks ago, Sam preached an amazing message to us talking about being disciples and making disciples. And we talked about kind of four experiences that we can have as disciples of Jesus to grow and walk in him. And we're going to do one of those this morning. I forget if it's the first or the second one, but we're going to talk to the Lord this morning. One of the biggest frustrations that I've had in prayer and that people ask me about all the time in prayer is, Andrew, I sit down to pray. I try to get quiet and my mind goes crazy and gets in the way. My heart goes crazy and gets in the way. All the things that are on, going on in there start getting real loud. Amen. Anybody ever been there? What was that? Beginning of 2021, John West preached a phenomenal message to us called The Quiet Place. He made this comment that just stuck with me. He said, when you quiet down your outer world, your inner world starts to get real loud. And I want to encourage you this morning. Don't treat that, your inner world as a distraction. Lean into it. I know you, you've got a prayer list that somebody told you to make and you're sitting down to go through it and then all of a sudden your insides get real loud. <laughs> the reality is your heart and your mind have a prayer list. It's the real one. <laughs> it's what you're really thinking about. It's what you're really concerned about. It's what you really hope would happen. It's what you really want to say, but you've got your prayer list to go through. Empty words. We're going to take three minutes or so, yeah, three minutes right now, and I want you to get something out to write with, and we're just going to be quiet, and I want you to start writing down everything that goes through your mind, everything that goes through your heart. Don't say it the right way. I know you already know the answer. You should think this. Just write it down. Concerns, desires, fears, insecurities, whatever. When you get quiet, what do you start hearing echoing in your inner world? Just start writing that down. It might be a few things. You might fill up the whole paper and get started again later. But I'm going to sit down. I want you to be quiet. Let your inner, listen to the inner world and just start writing it down. Don't do anything with it yet. Just write it down.
All right, we're going to take a few more minutes now. And I want you to just look at that list and every name on it, dollar amount on it, whatever it is. I want you to take the next few minutes and just start praying what we've learned of the Lord's Prayer over each one of those things, one at a time. Take it one at a time and start from the beginning and just get through these first two statements. Say, Lord, teach me to pray over this thing and start our Father. We're just going to let this go for a while. So um, I think we're meeting with the Lord. And I just wonder if you might be experiencing like I am. It's like he knows what I need even before I ask. <laughs> it's like he knows the prayer I need. So we've just got a few minutes left till we're supposed to be done. So we're just going to have Johnny keep playing and just sit. We're not going to do another song or 
big clothes or anything like that. Just wanna invite you to sit with the Lord for a few minutes and you can leave whenever you're ready. Go get your kids sometime after 11.30. You can leave now or whatever it is. If you need prayer today, um, Sam will have some people out of the connect area if you really need prayer today, but we're just gonna finish together this morning by keeping this attention towards the Lord. So you're free to leave whenever you want to. You're free to stay.